Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Last week, I shared a, a prophetic word that the Spirit of God spoke to me, and uh, we're going to take it and break it down a little bit, and then I've, I've got some additional things to, to share with you concerning that, praise God. So let's just, let's prepare our hearts to receive the Word of God. There's one thing that uh, um, I want to, let's, let's just lift one hand, say this after me. Say, Father, I thank you for your Word. Your Word is spirit and life to me. I believe with all my heart that your Word, sown in good ground, produces good fruit. Father, I am good ground for the Word. I'm a doer of the word, not a hearer only, and I am blessed in my deeds. And I rejoice today, Father, because you sent the Holy Spirit to reveal truth to me. So I call on you today, Holy Spirit, to do your work in my life. I'll receive truth, act upon it, be changed by it, and I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the Spirit of God spoke to me actually just this morning. I was sitting in the cafe drinking coffee and, and just meditating on what I was going to share with you today. And he spoke to me and he said, in, in, this year, he said, I want you to take time in every service, okay? So if I forget to do this, somebody remind me. I've got a whole bunch of you here. Somebody remind me to do it because I want to be sure I do what the Lord said to do. And, and here's what it is. He said, every service this year, I want you to take time and pray for your president and your nation. And so we're going to do that right now before we, start, before we do anything else. That involves the, uh, the, we're in an election year. And so that involves the, the election. That involves uh, uh, our leadership, our congressional leaders, our our. Uh, uh, state and local government, and we're going to take a, just a few minutes each week, and I encourage you to take this and do it yourself personally um, the rest of the week, but we're going to do it corporately every service, praise God. And so, like I said, if I forget to do it, somebody remind me, okay? Deal? All right, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus... We just thank you right now. We thank you, Father, for this great nation that we have the privilege to live in. Father, the, the, we, we thank you, Father, for what you have done historically 
through the United States of America, how that it has been a, a, uh, a launching point for the gospel throughout the world. And Father, the, that um, we thank you for the freedom, the liberty that we have in this land, in this nation. And Father, we want to pray right now for our president. You instructed us to pray for those in positions of authority. And Father, it doesn't matter what we think. What it matters is that he is our president and you said to pray for him. And so, Father, we just obey what you said. You said to pray. And so that's what we do right now. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that his understanding be opened. Father, that he may have the wisdom of God to flow through him to make difficult decisions, to, to meet the challenges that he faces on a day-to-day -day basis. Father, in difficult times with, with difficult nations that he must deal with. Father, with difficulties uh, between other government leaders and himself. And Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the wisdom of God may rest upon him and flow through him and come out of his mouth. Father, to say and to do and to make the decisions that are necessary for the time. Father, the difficult decisions, the ones that are not easy to make. And to make those decisions accurately. And we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for his protection. We pray for health for him and his family. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Father, in this upcoming election year, Father, we pray that truth come forth, that truth be revealed. Father, that, uh, that you would instruct your people to first of all, to go to the polls and vote and not to sit at home and be lethargic, but to go to the polls and vote and then secondly, to instruct your people, Father, uh, of who they should vote for. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And there's so much more we could pray. Pray on your own. And, uh, and we're going to be picking that up and doing it every week, praise God. And so today, I want to just take a minute and read through the prophecy that the Lord gave me for last week, and then we'll take it and break it down um, piece by piece and go through it today. Um, and here's what the Lord said. Um, I has not seen and ear has not heard the things that I have prepared in Christ. But I am opening spirit eyes to reveal to this me generation. And the, when he said the me generation, you know, uh, I, I need to just, let me just read it all and then I'll come back and explain that, all right? That'd be better. All right. But I am opening spirit eyes to reveal to this me generation the way things look through the lens of the cross. For I say, this generation that shall arise will care less about what's in it for me and will seek what's in it for me. And because they seek the expansion of my house, all that is mine will be accessible as they have need of it. And I will give them an open-ended expense account 
for they will not ask amiss to consume it upon their lust as previous generations have done. But I, shall, uh, but I shall ask, what shall I give you? And they shall answer, give us souls. And because they have not asked for wealth and power, I will respond as I did to Solomon. I will give them wealth and influence. And if it were possible that anything could be difficult for me, it would be difficult for me to make them wealthy because they would spend it all on souls. But they will be accused by the selfish and greedy of chasing after money. But it will not be true. Did I not say in Proverbs 13, 22, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just, for those who will do justly with it? And did I not say in Proverbs eleven twenty five, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself? But if in hearing the word of this prophecy you were attracted to the talk of wealth, it is not you to whom I speak. I now have a word for you. Repent. Change your mind, and I will grant you repentance that you too may be a part of the me generation. Now, some of you know that uh, you've heard that. How many of you have heard that term, the me generation? And, you know, it, it is the, uh, the millennials, or excuse me, not, not, the, not the millennials, the baby boomers is what I intended to say. Baby boomers have been called the me generation. And baby boomers refer to people who were born between the, the years of 1946 and 1964. And so if you are in that category, you are a baby boomer, and uh, uh, the baby boomers were called the me generation. And what they meant by that is this generation, they're all about themselves. You know, and I, I happen to fit in that, that uh, not the all about myself category, but in the, in the baby boomer generation. I fit in that category. And, and, and some of you in here do. Some of you, uh, you think that that's just a bunch of old people. And, uh, you know, but uh, anyway, uh, we're talking about uh, the, the me generation. And the Lord said this to me. And I, I thought it a little strange, and, uh, and then this morning, I turned on a YouTube video, and I heard someone else saying the very same thing. And uh, so, anyway, uh, when he said the me generation, he, was, he said out of the me generation, I'm going to respond to this me generation, I'm going to respond to this generation that's all about themselves and he said, I'm going to raise up out of the me generation, I'm going to raise up a me, in other words, for God generation. Praise God. It, you know, and the reason I thought it's strange, you know, is because uh, I'm thinking this, this is a, a later generation. Surely he's going to raise us up out of the younger generation. 
But really, he, what he said to me was, he said, out of, I'm going to answer the me generation by raising up the me generation. Praise God. And then here's what he began to say. <clears throat> he began to say that this me generation, see, they're not going to be just about themselves anymore, or they're not going to be about themselves anymore, but this me generation is going to be uh, not asking what's in it for me, but the me generation is going to be asking what is in it for the kingdom of God, for the work of the Lord, for the house of the Lord, praise God, and God is raising up that generation, and, and really, you know, it doesn't even matter if you're a part of the me generation. It doesn't even matter if you're a baby boomer. If you want to be a part of the me, the God generation, praise God, you can. Praise God. Praise God. And, and, and primarily, I, I'll just say this prophetically, that primarily it's going to be out of the me generation. It's going to be out of the baby boomers, but anyone can get on board with that because that's the whole purpose of it is that it's going to affect not just that generation, but it's going to affect generations to come. Praise God. When we forget about ourselves and quit behaving selfishly, praise God. When we begin to think first about how it is going to affect God's house, Hallelujah. And see, here's what he said. You know, when Solomon became king, the Lord, he, he asked him, he said, what can I, what should I give you? And Solomon answered, wisdom to rule your people. And the Lord said, because you didn't ask for wealth and power, I'm going to give you wealth and power and the wisdom that you asked for. Praise God. So he became the wisest man and the wealthiest man on earth. And here's what the Lord is saying, that this generation that he is raising up, he said that, um, he said, I'm going to ask them, what shall I give you? And they're going to say, give us souls. And because they say, give us souls, because they seek for the expansion of the house of the Lord, then he is going to say, I'll give you souls, but with that, I'll also give you wealth and influence. Praise God. And then he, he, he said this to me. He said, if it were possible that something could be too difficult for me, which we know it's not possible that anything would be too, too difficult for the Lord, Right? But he said, if it could be possible that anything could be too difficult for me, it would be too difficult for me to make them wealthy. Because when I put resources into their hands, they're going to turn around and spend it for souls. And then he says, when they do that, see, the, the thing of it is, when we respond to the Lord that way, you can't bankrupt God. That's why it would not be actually impossible. Praise God. Praise God. And so uh, I begin to see this, and I begin to see God's raising up this generation. And then here, here's something else that I'm seeing, and I didn't write this down. This wasn't part of the prophecy. But I also see a generation 
coming on the heels of this that are fed up with, that are tired of, that have had all the religion they want. But they want a genuine and real relationship with the God of the universe. And if all we give them is a bunch of religion, they're not going to respond to that. They're going to rebel against it, actually. But if we can give them the truth, if we can show them that God is not about religion, Jesus didn't come to this earth to give us another religion. Jesus came to this earth so that we could have a relationship with Almighty God. And when we begin to tell the truth and begin to tell people that, we begin to tell this younger generation that is fed up with religion, we begin to tell them that, they're going to respond to that. Praise God. Praise God. And so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm jumping way ahead of myself here. But uh, uh, what I want you to understand is that the Lord said, Proverbs 13, 22, we quoted this. He said, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And the Lord showed me what he meant by that is those who will do justly with it. Now, let me say this. If you're consuming it upon your lust, and see, that's what, that's what James said. You ask you have not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. But you see, that's the me generation. That's the generation that says, it's all about me. So whatever I get, I'm going to burn it on me. I'm going to burn it on myself. And, and God is saying, I'm going to respond to that with a generation that says, I'm going to use it for souls. Praise God. And see, when there are, are multitudes, the uh, statistics show that in the next minute, 105 people will go into eternity. 105 people in the next minute will go into eternity. And if statistics are accurate, we're going to assume for this purpose that they are. If that's accurate, then... 72 of those 105 will go into eternity without Christ. We can't, you know, it, it is not a just use of wealth for us to consume it upon our lust when there are multitudes that are dying and going into eternity without Christ. That, that is, we talk about a great injustice. We talk about, you know, people having more than enough and others starving. You know, let's, let's talk about people having more than enough and people going to hell. That's way more serious than starving. We cannot continue to do that. And God is raising up a generation 
that will realize that and will do justly. He said this generation that he is raising up will not ask so that they can consume it upon their lust, upon their own selfish desires, but would have an eye for the lost and dying of this world that need Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. And then he said this. He said, see, and here's the thing I began to think of when he, when he spoke this to me. He said that if you heard this prophecy and your mind immediately went to, oh, yay, good, I'm going to get wealth. He said, I wasn't talking to you. He said, I got another word for you. And the other word I got for you is repent. Repent, we've talked extensively about this, that repent means to change your mind. And he says, if all you can think about is how much wealth I'm going to get out of this, he said, I'm not talking to you. I want you to change your mind and to begin to seek the things that benefit my house. He said, I'll take care of you and I will take care of you quite well. But that should not be your focus. That should not be what you're after. Shouldn't be what you're chasing after. He said, but when I bring increase and when I cause increase to come into your hands, wealth to come into your hands, he says, there are going to be people who are going to accuse you falsely. What are you doing to get wealth? You know, you must be doing something illegal. You must be doing something dishonest. You must be, and he said, he said, you'll be accused, but it won't be true. But you'll be falsely accused of just chasing after money. And he said, but the people who are accusing you are themselves going to be the greedy, who themselves are going to be the dishonest, who themselves are going to be the jealous of you. He said, so don't worry about it. Just brush that. Don't get upset about it. You see, you, you should never, you should never ever get upset if somebody falsely accuses you. Some of you do. Some of you get all worked up because you were falsely accused of something. But let me tell you, don't ever get worked up about it if you're falsely accused. What you need to get upset about is if, if it's right, if it's true. You know, if they're rightly accusing you, then that's when you need to get upset. You need to get upset with what's going on in here. You need to get that fixed. But people are falsely accusing you. Don't ever get upset about that. Don't ever worry about that. Praise God. Praise God. But now, this is what I didn't get to last week. I didn't get to this part where God said, I want to start by changing you. I want to start by changing you. So who is ready to get changed? Praise God. I'm ready to get changed. You see, there are a lot of people that don't believe that they really are, they're really not desiring and really not wanting to be changed. And, uh, but we preach a gospel that is designed by God to change people. So if you don't want to change, you're missing the whole point of the gospel. 
You know, the gospel was not given to us to empower us to stay the same. If you want to stay the same, you don't need the gospel. But if you want to change, I've got good news for you. I've got some gospel for you. Praise God. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ was intended to change you. Not from the outside, but from the inside. When Jesus is working in your life, change automatically happens. It it just, when, when you are growing and building your relationship with Jesus, you can't help but change. It will happen, and you won't even know you changed. But others will know you changed. Praise God. Others will know you changed, and one day you'll wake up and you'll realize that you've changed too. But change will begin to happen. It will happen so easy that you can say, man, I didn't even try to change. I didn't even make it. I made no effort to change. I was just seeking my relationship with Jesus. And growing in my relationship with Jesus, and I started changing. I started thinking different. Started seeing things different. Started seeing through different eyes. Praise God. Now, here is something that on the day of Pentecost, Peter gets up and he begins to preach about the things that had occurred there on the day of Pentecost. And if you're not familiar with that, I'll give you the real brief story. But... On the day of Pentecost, Jesus had told his, uh, uh, his disciples that were there when he ascended back into heaven. He told them, he said, you go and wait in Jerusalem until you be empowered from on high. And he said, so, so they went and there were 120 of them in an upper room in Jerusalem. And as they were waiting there, the day of Pentecost, which was the, the, the feast of Pentecost that was going on at that time with the Jewish people, they celebrated the feast of Pentecost. And so as the, when the day of Pentecost had come, and they're all waiting in this upper room, all of a sudden they heard a sound of a rushing mighty wind, and it says it filled all the house where they were sitting, And there appeared unto them divided tongues of fire that set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Praise God. And then the people there, once again we're talking about false accusations. They start saying, these people are drunk. Peter stands up and he says, they're not drunk like you think they are. He didn't say they weren't drunk. He said, they're not drunk like you think they are. They are drunk with the influence or under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And he says, they're not drunk like you think they are. But then notice, he he said, this is something that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And the prophet Joel said this. He said, It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Highlight that, underline it, whatever you got to do. You know, 
if you're using your tablet, you know, you can write on the screen if you want to, but it's not going to work very good. But uh, somebody says, you know, your boss used your computer when you have whiteout on the screen. Some of you don't even know what whiteout is. But anyway, um, underline that or highlight that. He says, it will come to pass in the last days that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters. How many sons do we have here today? Come on, sons. Come on. Some of you don't know. Okay. Sons and how many daughters do we have here today? All right. He says, your sons and your daughters. So by our survey in this room, that gets all of us. Okay. So your sons and your daughters will prophesy. So if you're a son or a daughter, then you should expect to prophesy. Hmm. Say, I'm not a prophet. He didn't say on all the prophets. He said your sons and your daughters. Praise God. We'll prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Now, we won't do a survey on this one because all of you are going to claim to be young men. You know. All you old guys are going to claim to be young men. But, you know, he said, your young men shall see visions. And your old men, we don't have any of those here today, but your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Now, the thing that the Lord began to show me is that he wants us all to prophesy. He wants us all to see the future. Praise God. He says it's time we stopped living in the past. You see, there's no spiritual gift that is necessary to see the past. He said let's stop living for the moment And most of the people on earth are either living in the past or living for the moment. But God is raising up a people to live for the future. Praise God. Praise God. To prepare for the future and be ready for the future because the future is where it's brightest. Praise God. Now, He says, I will pour out of my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, and the sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming and great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Praise God. Now, Just stop living in the past. So if you're hanging on to things in the past, right now, it's time to let go of it. Some of you 
are hanging on, and I, I speak this to you now prophetically, there are some of you that are hanging on to hurts from the past. There are some of you that were abused in the past. There are some of you that grew up in a dysfunctional family in the past. There are some of you that your lives, you made bad decisions in the past, and you even contributed to your own demise. You, you hurt yourself because of decisions you made in the past. And some of you, it was nothing to do with your, uh, you know, a decision you made. It was a decision somebody else made. And it, there wasn't anything you could do about it. But God says it's time to stop living in the past. The past is gone and the future is bright. Praise God. Praise God. And your future need not be governed by what happened in the past. And there are a lot of people who, who will not, I won't say cannot because you can but there are some of you who will not, you refuse to get beyond the past. And then there are some of you who are living for the moment without any thought to the future. It's just whatever I want to do right now, whatever feels good right now. And, you know, right now, this is my moment and I'm going to live right now like there were no tomorrow. And you got to stop that too. Because there is a tomorrow, and tomorrow is the brightest day. Praise God. Praise God. Now, right, right now is the moment you have to live, but you must live with an eye for tomorrow. Praise God. Every decision and every thought you take, every, every choice you make needs to have a future vision in mind. Because you need to be going somewhere because God doesn't want to leave you right where you are right here today. Praise God. He loves you too much to leave you right where you are. And you, you may say, well, my life's pretty good. He wants it to be better. Praise God. My life's a mess. He wants it to be better. Praise God. Praise God. So begin to live with an eye to the future. Praise God. Now... John chapter 16, verse number 13, Jesus said this, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he has come, all right? So, so we're already, be, he has come now. In fact, what we were talking about on the day of Pentecost, that's when he came, praise God. So he has come. So he said, when he, the spirit of truth, or let me just, let's, let's bring this up to date. Let's say this. However, now that the spirit of truth has come, praise God, now that the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will tell you things to come, praise God. You see, God wants you to live. He wants to reveal your future to you. Why does he want to reveal your future to you? Because he said through, uh, in Proverbs chapter 29, verse number 18, where there is no revelation, 
the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. He says, where there's no revelation, where there's no insight into the future, where there's no vision forward, he says, the people cast off restraint. And I've illustrated this many times like this. You know, if you just say go, you know, somebody, somebody walks in this room and they get up here on the platform and they yell, go, some of you are going to go to that door, some of you are going to go to that door, some of you are going to go to that door, some of you who don't know that that don't go anywhere might even go to that door. But, you know, in any case, we would all go different directions. Some of you just might run around in circles. But in any case, if there's no view, view of where you're going, you can go any direction. But if I said, everybody out that door, now we've given direction and everybody goes in the same direction. Everybody goes the same place. You know where you're going. And this is what he said, where there's no revelation, no view of the future, no vision for what's ahead of you. You can go any direction you want to go and you won't ever know when you get where you're going. But if you have a specific direction, and I said, the hallway back here is on fire, so don't go that way. Go that way. You would all go that way. Praise God. Because we would have, you know, if I said, Pastor Jason's back there by the back door, and he is handing out $100 bills. Nobody would go out those doors. You would have a vision of a $100 bill in your hand. And the vision of the $100 bill in your hand would be enough to make you go in that direction. And when you have an insight into what God has planned for you and the direction he wants you to go in your life, it will make you go. It will compel you to go in the right direction. Praise God. But if you can't see the future that God has ahead for you. But here, what, what did he say? He said, on your sons and your daughters, every one of us qualified. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So he's talking about insight into the future. Holy Spirit now that he has come, he will guide you into all truth and he will tell you things to come. So you need to expect to see some things to come. Hallelujah. Now, God's going to begin to open your eyes to see some things. And the Spirit of the Lord said, that, to, said to tell you this today. He said, some of you are going to begin to see some problems in your family, but not just that there's a problem. It's going to be preemptive. See, God's going to tell you, but he's also going to, with showing you the problem, he's also going to tell you what to do about it. You know, it doesn't do any good to say there's a problem. 
You've got to know what to do about the problem. And when the, when the Spirit of the Lord begins to show you things to come, he's going to not just tell you that there's a problem. He's going to tell you what to do about that problem. Praise God. He's going to give you the answer to that. Praise God. And so he's going to sh- begin to show you some things that are preemptive. Now, here, here's the other side. He also said, he, he said there will be some of you that wouldn't, that wouldn't do anything about it. Be some of you that he's going to show you what's to come, but you're going to be too stubborn to make the change. So here's what he said. He said that he would be preemptive, and you wouldn't like it. Now, th- this is just what the Lord's showing me. He's showing me that he's going to, if you won't correct the problem, then he will be preemptive. And he will get involved and save your life. So, you know, you're not going to like what he's doing, but what he's doing is saving your life. But he's going to give you a chance to correct the problem first. So, it would be in your best interest to do what the Lord's saying. Be in your best interest to hear what he's saying and then take the preemptive action that he's recommending to you, that he's telling you to take. See, because when he has to come in and do things you don't want him to do, you won't like it. But he's just trying to save your life. Praise God. Now, let me just read it here to you exactly the way that he said it to me. God is going to open your eyes to see some things that are going on so you can do something preemptive or or so you can uh, do some preemptive adjustments. And then he said this, God is also going to do some preemptive adjustments of his own because some will refuse to make the adjustments. You will not like his adjustments, but know this, he is saving your life. Praise God. Praise God. So it would be best that you heed what the Lord's saying. Not, not what I'm telling you, what the Lord's telling you. And he said, sons and daughters would prophesy. So if you're a son or a daughter, you have the ability to hear what he's saying. So don't come saying, well, you know, what's the Lord saying? He's talking to you. Praise God. You have the ability to hear. You need to trust your ability to hear. Praise God. You need to trust the power of Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Praise God. Now, God wants you 
this year to begin to function through future eyes. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love 